The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. It's time to get in the ring with Beast Mike and DJ D. Kooks, and I probably blew out everybody's eardrums right then and there. <laughs> you can tell that D. Kooks is, uh, is raring to go and, getting, and really wants to get back on uh, the podcast uh, radio. Uh, what's happening, D. Kooks? How you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. My grandmother passed away, passed away last Friday. That's why we didn't have a show the last two weeks. Um... Because I couldn't find time to do a show. Um, or watch wrestling. Um, I didn't watch AEW till yesterday, honestly. Okay. So, I watch AEW, I watch Crown Jewel. Um, I watched SmackDown because I, I thought, this plane clusterfuck is probably going to benefit WWE in a way. And boy, it did. It absolutely did. But we I mean, go in order here, so we start with the Monday Night Raw, so let's go to Raw, oh, I accidentally clicked out of my uh, stuff, this is how how not used to doing the show I am, <laughs> that I accidentally okay. clicked out of my things. So uh, Raw was... Well, it was alright. Nothing too blow away. Nothing too completely bizarre or nutty or insane. Nothing like that. Raw was Raw was solid. Like, it did a decent job of setting up what was to come for what was to come for Crown Jewel. They did a good job for that. They one of the matches, obviously, being the AJ versus Humberto Carrillo, which is a pretty good match and a pretty good indicator of things to come. Uh, for them, as Carrillo would lose to AJ via calf crusher uh, on Raw last week. And the other matches that happened, everyone's gonna, everyone dumps on the ending uh, of, of Raw, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, that ending was awful. Yeah, I, I think everyone's absolutely dumped on this storyline as a whole. We got the... Rollins ended up Facing uh, Eric Rowan in a false count anywhere situation. Uh, we'll get to that later. Actually, um, first, the Rowan went Becky versus Kyrie Sane. We'll, we'll get to the, the Rowan stuff later. Uh, it started really with Paige being Asuka and Kyrie turned on Paige, and Asuka basically did the green mist to the eyes of of the former Divas Champion after Paige made her return. Lynch made Kyrie submit via Disarmor, but this was a good match, so good job there. Good job on, on both parties here. Our truth of Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy continuing to get it done. Again, Buddy Murphy is going to be there and good, but this turned into, this was strictly about the 24-7. This, uh, a lot of this was the Singh brothers appearing. Sunil was the champion at the time, more on that later. Ultimately, it was Murphy who hit him with the, the knee, our truth of the knee, to get it done. 
Street Profits doing their thing. They, they want more competition. The Street Profits are all obviously excellent on the microphone. So we'll, we'll see what happens them going forward. McIntyre and Ricochet was a good match. Randy Orton interrupted them with the RKO. But a, another good match between Ricochet and McIntyre. McIntyre seems to have really good matches with, with the smaller people. But he had great stuff with Cedric. And he had some good stuff with, uh, with Ricochet as well. So good job there. Viking Raiders destroyed their opponents. Whatever. Uh, let's see. Andrade and Cara. Andrade is another one that does pretty well uh, against the against Luchadors. And ultimately, this was Selena Vega being a little bit distracted with uh, Luchadora Carolina <clears throat> or Carolina uh, dealing with her. Selena wants some heat with, with Carolina. Andrade got it done against uh, Sankara, though. So good, good stuff there. Iconics versus Natty and Flair. The Iconics actually returning uh, to competition after um, Peyton Royce obviously got married. Uh, the time off was not enough to be ready for Natty and Charlotte. Way, just way too much in terms of the, the, the two submission specialists uh, there. This, I, I wish they brought up back the Iconics against... Uh, they got one side. They got hammered badly by Natty and Charlotte. Seth gets it done against Eric Rowan. This match was pretty good. I like to continue to put Eric Rowan on as a singles guy. I'm okay with that. No big deal there. AJB Correa, as I mentioned before, in a solid match. But yeah, this King's Court thing was incredibly stupid. Uh, I don't think no one likes this King's Court thing. Uh, no one liked it. It was it was a bad idea to have uh, this story. This whole story's a bad idea. If you want to have Lashley and Rusev battle each other by all means, but the way they're doing it is kind of dumb. Yes, it is, and <laughs> no one's really getting cucked here because nope. if Rusev was getting cucked, as people heard on Voices of the Wrestling, um, he would be enjoying. So, mm -hmm. by the classical term, Rusev's getting cucked, but by the modern term, he's not getting cucked. Um, I can't believe I, I'm even breaking down what a cucking is <laughs> right now. I, I can't believe I can't believe we're at this point when it comes to this 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 feud that they're, they're trying to shove down our throats. Yeah, and this this sucks. This sucks. It does. Um, this angle's so bad. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Um, Seth Rollins defeats Eric Rowan. Set up for mm. the Universal Championship match. You already went over that. Right? Yeah, but I, I just went right through Raw. Yeah, there's a Raw. Yeah, Raw wasn't that good. <laughs> special, and it ended up fun. Basically, is what I'm going with here. Yes. So let's go to the Wednesday Night Wars. Yep, yep, yep. Both so guys thoroughly dominated by the World Series. Yes, yes they did. So the show that we missed, uh, we disagreed on who did better between AEW and NXT last I week. said AEW. That was one of the hottest. Crowd lifts it for me. Um, uh -huh. it, It's a slight edge to AEW. Um, um... But the Pittsburgh crowd was incredible. Pittsburgh crowd was hot. I will, I will In, undoubtedly say the Pittsburgh crowd is hot. Compare that to the Cleveland crowd on Raw the pre previous week. Holy fuck, it's night and day. 
it, it was live. Now, that, that's one thing that AEW will always win when it comes to these situations, unless it's a takeover style thing when it comes to NXT, is that the crowd is going to be, unless the action is just so over-the-top awesome for NXT, it, it, it's going to be, the crowd's almost always going to be hot, hotter for AEW. This is this is one of those exceptions, I would say, to that theory. I thought NXT was a little bit better. I thought the wrestling was better. When they, oh, when NXT... you mean this week? No, last week. The, 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 with the Finn turn. Oh, with the Finn turn. Oh, okay. Yeah, with, with, with the Finn turn. I was just saying, like, I well, thought the wrestling on AEW, that private party Lucha Bros match was awesome. That was really good. It, that, that match was really good. Um, well, even, though, even though my social suplex brothers were throwing five stars at it, I didn't mm. think it was a five-star match. I thought it was four and a quarter. I thought it went on too long, which is why I wouldn't go five. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go like, two. yeah, four and a quarter is about right, because I, I think it went on a little bit too long. Yeah. And, but the match, the, the, the competition was good. It, it was a good match. It was just, I think it went on, like, a couple minutes too long. And but this like, week, but like, I give the edge to AEW again. Um, that West Virginia crowd. They haven't had TV wrestling in 19 years. And that's probably why it was so hot. That's probably why it was as hot as it was. So, that, I, can respect, I can respect that. I, I think that was a... Uh, and I think part of it, what made this stick, is that the inner circle did their thing. And that the inner circle were able to, uh, to really do some damage to the likes of... They did the Rock and Roll Express, and then they beat up the Bucks. I, I thought this was a... Uh, they they played that off really well, and obviously the uh, Jake uh, why I keep uh, messing up his name like, like the Dustin Rhodes gig attack by Jake Hager I thought that was good I that was a good hook in, in the signing in the contract signing the contract signing Jared. was really good yeah I, I thought they, also I thought they last week that guys. angle between the inner circle and the Rhodes family that probably put it over the top as well that. That was good. I don't think it was as shocking as the Finn turn. No, it's not shocking. No, it wasn't shocking, but it was a very good wrestling angle. Um, very old school. So right, that, that leans more into like what I like in wrestling. So okay. So which show do you want to review first? Um, I, I thought we I thought we'd go back and forth like we like we like we like we've been doing with it. I thought that would work, but uh, oh okay okay yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so, so I'll, I'll let you lead off. So, Tony, Tony Schiavone welcomes welcomes us to the show um, from the airport where Cody and Dustin were getting off at, at from a private jet. Cody and Dustin separate. They have a hug, and Cody departs the arena from the limo. Um, and then we got highlights from last week, page challenge, Pac for the pay-per-view, and we got the the behind-the-scenes confrontation between Tony Khan and and John Moxley saying that this match is unsanctioned. Um, then we got Hangman Page versus Sammy Guevara. Very good match. The crowd was hot for Hangman. Um, Buckshot Lariat wins it for Page in a 10. What it needed to be. Okay, okay. Alright, so, meanwhile, back at Full Sail, NXT kicks off, obviously the crowd is, is getting into it, the crowd's looking nice, and we get it started 
with the rekindling of what was an old rival, older rivalry in, during the summertime between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Now, obviously, they've had some drama for a while now, and they, they keep it moving. As uh, the match was pretty solid. The match was, I don't know if it was quite as good as the, the TakeOver match that they had, which, which was absolute fire in TakeOver Toronto 2. But this is a back-and-forth battle from start to finish. Ultimately, it was a trade. It was a chair that EO brought into the ring. And Candice, unfortunately, landed on it as she tried a British moonsault. But she missed and landed directly onto the chair. EO gets the pin. And EO uh, gets it done. Meanwhile, there was a... Uh, and then also, EO came to the ring with a, with a dope performance. This is a good performance uh, by uh, a Scary Mask. Performance by... I disagree. Scary Mask. But, huh? By Poppy. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't get the, I didn't name the band yet until then. But, uh, but yeah, Poppy performed EO to the ring, which I thought was dope. Although that was a good look. But then EO decided to try to attack and, and add uh, more so, more damage on the Candice. But Rhea Ripley uh, stopped by, came by to basically make the save and send Shirai Head into the back. So good win there as we get closer to the title picture. But obviously there'd be more to come later on in the evening. I have been back in West VA. Back to AEW. We had our, our own women's match um, here. Um, Hikaru Shida versus Shana. Um, good back and forth here. Um, Hikaru Shida would hit, cut, cut Shana off with a cr- from a cradle to a knee strike. Then does the deal with the Falcon Arrow for the two. Then another knee strike follows, and Hikaru Shida beats Shanna in 10.45 to win. Um, um, the Joshi talent's still getting over. Um, another very good effort from them. And, and it, was, it was a good match. That's a full sale. The next thing that happened was Finn Balor taking the microphone, kind of explaining his actions. First off, he threw a little bit of shade, which I thought was nice. He's saying, uh, basically, I, I took a dive to the hottest thing that was happening in the wrestling. I got beat by the hottest thing that's going on in wrestling. Obviously, he's talking about the Fiend at SummerSlam. And then he sent a warning shot to Johnny Gargano, basically saying, you'll become Johnny Watts' wrestling if, if you mess with me again, if you really want this heat. And... I think the, the line that really sold me on this promo was that the wrestling, I, I don't watch the wrestling business, the wrestling business watches me, which I, I thought was a dope line by Balor, and, and Balor made it happen. So it's obvious we're going to get a Balor-Gargano a battle at the next takeover at the next takeover that's coming up. And then you want to cover Bronson Reed versus Shane Thorne? Yep, 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 we, we'll get into that. Bronson Reed is starting games with Steam. I like what Bronson's doing. I like what he's doing. Shane Thorne got in some early shots and, and, and struck early, but ultimately, it, and he actually suplexed three at a 30-pound Bronson Reed, but Reed was just a little bit too much as he did a ring-shaking splash to end the proceedings, and it was a solid match uh, with, with Thorne. Reed gets it done, and Bronson Reed's looking nice. Him and Cameron Grimes are both looking nice uh, going forward, obviously coming from the, uh, the, the breakout tournament. So I, I like what they're doing. Then we have a couple segments here. Um, Rock and Roll Express arrived for the interview. 
Um, they have the AEW titles with them, and then Santana and Ortiz lay them out. Powerbomb Ricky Morton through the stage, and the Bucks arrive to run off, run the uh, proud and powerful off, and check on the rock and rolls. Cody and Tony are in the limo on the way to the arena. Tony tells a dusty story about meeting Willie Nelson. Um, Cody said his mother is coming to the baby and he wants to impress her. And he said he knows Jericho is great, but this time, Tony says the emotion is good as it drives you. Hmm. Alright. Now, back to the ladies. As the ladies really dominated the first hour of NXT here. We got uh, the tag, Kabuki Warriors versus Team Kick. Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, who won that match against uh, the two of the other two of the four members of the Four Horsewomen of MMA last week, Maria and Jessica. Kabuki, it was a good match, and the crowd was hot for the Kabuki Warriors. They really loved that Asuka and Kyrie return to NXT for for this match here. A good battle, and I think it was incredibly smart and just high intelligence level of Asuka and Kyrie at points in the match. Great tag team wrestling between the, uh, the Kabuki Warriors, cutting the ring in half, and it leading to the ultimate ending of the match as Asuka would reverse the Shining Wizard with a, with a great knee bar. It was a great tech by Asuka there. We got to the point where Asuka, as Kylie saying, distracted the official, which I thought was smart as, as they were on the defensive. And as, as Kai was uh, being, as Kai started to gain some steam, Asuka used the mist to uh, the blind Kai, and then she tapped Kyrie Sane. Sane hits the insane elbow, and what was really smart is that Kyrie Sane actually covered Kai's face before, so the ref couldn't see it. And by the time the ref realized what what was done, the damage was done, and the three was counted. So it was brilliant awareness by the Kabuki Warriors to keep the tag titles on their shoulders. But the party was just the party just started between the two. And all that brawl ensued between all parties involved here. Not sending to a blind Dakota, which prompted three of the Baszler, Duke, and Shafir to come in to feast, basically in a three-on-one situation. Knox tried her hardest to fight off all three, but it was three-on-one. The damage was done. Rhea Ripley came to the rescue to make the save, but before she could get to Baszler and company, El and Bianca Belair intercepted her, which led to Candice LeRae coming in and massive chaos. Throughout all the proceedings, the women's high champions had nothing to do with this brawl. <clears throat> Regal, watching from a perk from the perch that NXT has built now, uh, basically said that the ref that the refs come in to separate all parties involved, and then once two sides were at bay, it was five and four at this moment. Regal had one simple solution: War Games. That's right, the first ever female War Games match. Now, we don't know if it's going to be 5 on 5 or 4 on 4. But what we do know is that it's going to be Baszler and Ripley as the two captains. Oh, I'm imagining, yeah, it's going to be 5. It's, it's going to be Baszler and Ripley as the two captains. I'm imagining 5 on 5, and they'll add Mia Yim to the proceedings. She was not at NXT. I think she had, like, a, a, a childhood surgery or something. But um, that she, she had to tend to. But she was not on NXT this week. They did a video package for her. But I would imagine that's how this is going to go. This is going to be 5-on-5, five five, and then you add me into the mix on Rhea's team. But yeah, but the teams are Team Kick, Candice LeRae, and uh, Rhea Ripley as the captain versus three of the four horsewomen, uh, obviously Baszler, Maduke, uh, ba- Baszler Jessica Maduke, and uh, 
It's Maria Sophia, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai. So I'd imagine it's going to be 5 on 5 and Mia added to the mix to make the women's war games high. But this is a dope, this is easily the best segment of the show. Then we had on AEW, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and QT Marshall. Um, it's QT Marshall, not QT Marshall, as Justin Roberts said. Um, okay. Um, just a correction there, because I know QT. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what? Uh, I need to come up with he's a He's an official at AEW. Oh, word, okay. Um, so, Cassidy hits the hands in the pocket dive, and Strong Zero finishes. Um, um, the QT, poor QT takes a pin there. Mm-hmm. Um, the tie, they did a Rick and Morty tie-in. Nice. They were dressed up as Rick and Morty. Um, and Orange Cassidy had a wig on and was his normal self. Um, then Jericho and Cody make it official. This was awesome. Okay. So, so the, so Jericho teases flipping the table and says, unlike, unlike another company here, this match is too important for us to flip a table and start fighting. Um, Why does Jericho keep taking shots at WWE? We get it, Chris. Um, the crowd loves Cody, hates Jericho. Um, Jericho says that in the biggest match in AEW history in his career, but Jericho really sets it up very well. And then after the uh, after the they shake hands, um, um. We see Sammy Guevara on the screen and Jake Hager attack Dustin. Cody arrives too late to make the save and Jericho lights up a cigar in celebration. Now I think this is probably AEW's best segment. I, I love how they played this. I, I do really like how they played this off. Both dudes acting like bosses and then we get Guevara, getting, Guevara and Hager getting the drop on Dustin. I thought that was a very smart, smooth segment by AEW. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it, why does Jericho keep having to take shots at WWE? We get it, Chris. You're, you're putting on AEW. I think you've done a great enough job with it. You don't have to keep taking pot shots. I, I don't think it's necessary. No, I like the shots. Keep, okay. keep taking them. Keep taking them. Keep right. taking them. As long as, as long as they're winning, keep taking them. <laughs> but it's like you're, it's, it's, it's the classic case uh, of advertising. Why would you focus on second best if you claim you're the best? You're the best in something. Why would you focus on second? Uh, it's a it's a I classic advertisement. But but... but but I get it. I, I get I get what you're saying too. Like you say like you want Jericho wants all the smoke. So okay, fine. Like, he'll he'll get all the smoke. All right, I'm with it. All right, back back to full sale. <clears throat> Cam Bryan versus Hal Bate. A good a very good match because these two dudes continue to put on very good matches. Tyler Bate Tyler Bate is just amazing. And Cameron Grimes has been really, really good since the breakout tournament. I'm all for Cam Grimes getting it in. It was a great back and forth battle, but ultimately it was Killian Dane who got a little bit of revenge because he, he attacked, he got attacked by Bate last week. Uh, it was uh, Dane getting a little bit of a distraction on the, on the ringside. This is a lot of Grimes to hit Bate with a cave in, basically that double, that standing double stomp that he does to get it done and get the pin. But Dane wasn't done. 
Then he came out there, he did feasted on Tyler Bate by basically doing a cannonball into the steel steps with uh, Dane inside. But ultimately, Dane wasn't the uh, Bate wasn't the target. The primary target was actually Pete Dunne. He, he basically said, "Tell your boy Pete Dunne, I, I want some heat with Pete." And this is going to set up two very either a tag match or something really really good between the two of them. I'm all for this this fight. Yes. So take it back to Virginia, West Virginia. Um, take it back to West Virginia. We had the six-man tag between <sighs> the Elite and Angelico, Jack Evans, and Kip Sabian. Um, we got these old-school video game graphics packages. Remember, remember, sort of a pot shot at one Kota Ibushi. Okay. So he, he had a message saying. Do you, if you remember us, said we're inseparable. Cleaner, remember your friend, your best friend. Your he was never on your side. It was only a matter of time before everyone else goes away too. The mat, the mat message said, "Join us, and your pain goes for goes away forever." It concluded with thick in the thick a sock in the pal and question whether it. it I could tag in this time. So a pot shot at Kota Ibushi. And, and that's the kind of stuff I love. Callbacks. And the match was pretty dope too. Um, um, triple super kick on the Evans V-Trigger and the one-winged angel finish off Jack Evans at 11.35. Jack Evans ate all of that. Post-match. Santana and Ortiz, wearing Rick and Morty masks, attack the Bucks and post-match, and Omega runs them off, and then the librarians arrive, and then Moxley interrupts them. Hits <laughs> Peter Avalon with the Death Rider, and Moxley finally gets a mic. And oh. this was fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> Fantastic promo by John Moxley. Give him a mic every week. Give him and Jericho a mic every week. That is lightning. The both of them are lightning on microphones. And that, that is 100% true. They conduct lightning when they when they have a microphone in their hands. It, it is ridiculous and this, uh, with, with those two. And this promo wasn't like... It wasn't like he was scripted or anything like that. No, it doesn't. It's not like he does his own stuff. It's not like he, he just he just spits his own heat. It, it, it just shoots from the hip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So NXT's main event was uh, undisputed era's Bobby Fish and Tyler Riley versus Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, and. Keith Lee continued to show incredible strength. Riddle doing his thing with all that skill, all that ability. But ultimately, this this turned when the NXT North American and NXT champions, Adam Cole and Ronnie Strong, came in to try to make this whole thing a four-on-two deal. Uh, Riddle laid out Undisputed Era with the moonsault, with Asahi moonsault, but the chaos allowed Fish and O'Reilly to hit Riddle with a pitch-perfect total elimination to give... Undisputed Era to win, so they pinned Riddle. But the win wasn't enough, as it basically was still four on two, and they, they dipped on Riddle and Lee, but this turned into the arrival of Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa and the Crutch, of course. The three of them basically chased Undisputed Era from the ring, 
And then Champa went towards Goldie, aka Cole's NXT Championship, and was probably saying, like, he said, Goldie, Daddy's gonna have to wait. Daddy's going to war. So we're gonna get a men's war games too. Now the other question being, who's gonna be the fourth man on Champa's team? You know when it's Pinera's coming in four fourth man up. It's a matter of who's gonna be the fourth man. Is it Dijakovic? Is it Velveteen Dream? Who's gonna be the fourth guy coming up to get some heat with with uh, with Riddle to try to get at Undisputed there, to get at Riddle and to get at uh Detroit Riddle and Keith Lee. So because you, you, I think it's gonna be one of those two, Dijakovic or Velveteen Dream. But that's how NXT ended. NXT ended with the crowd going bananas because we got two War Games matches that are that are probably happening. Then the main event of AEW was the tag title for finals between the Lucha Brothers and SCU. Um, really good. Really good again. These are two of the best tag teams in the world going at it. Um, um, I, ca- I can't even recount the spots. Um, Penna and Ray go for the uh, pa- package power driver double stomp and then Sky cradles Pentagon to win the championships. Mm. So NXT, so SCU is the inaugural tag team champions in AEW. Good stuff. Yes. Crown Jewel. So Crown Jewel, (laughs) nothing special. It wasn't as bad as they've done in previous years. So I will give them that. Let's, let's get it started. They got it started with the WWE Championship match between Lesnar and Kane Velasquez. What about the Battle Royal? Come on, I now. We'll do the pre-show. Yeah, we'll do the pre-show. You're right. You're right. We'll do the pre-show. Pre-show, Battle Royal. Wasn't good. Got, uh, yeah, the, the 20 it dudes mess. in it. It, it. it was. Well, most Battle Royals are, but this one, this one especially. Uh, we got the basically the 24-7 Championship changed hands because Nielsen was saying was eliminated, our troop will probably hit him afterwards, so our troop gets the title back, and they pretty sure he's won a title like 30 times by now. The winner of the Battle Royal <clears throat> turned out to be Umberto Carrillo. So Umberto gets it done, wins, wins the uh, biggest win of his WWE main roster uh, career, and he'll fight, he fought AJ later on in the evening for the United States Championship. Now we'll get to the WWE Championship match. And Brock Lesnar getting it done against Cain Velasquez, Lesnar would get the uh, would get the Camara. This match was incredibly short. Re- really, both guys traded some blows, but ultimately it was uh, as Velasquez tried to ground and pound on Brock Lesnar. Lesnar kicked out, kicked his knee out from under him, and then dropped the Camara on him and made him tap out within seconds. Yeah. The beating would continue as Rey Mysterio tried to grab a chair to break up the proceedings, but Lesnar body slammed him out of the ring, leading to an F5 on said chair by Lesnar to Kane Velasquez. So Brock gets his revenge on Kane. But it was Mysterio who got the last word. Rey Mysterio would waylay Brock with the chairs many, many times, including hitting him, hitting him uh, with Lesnar trying to get his hands up to block him hitting him from the face. Rey Mysterio still caught him on the side of the head a couple times with the chair and chased Brock from the ring. So Rey Mysterio got the last word. I have no words for this, <laughs> honestly. There aren't many. There, there really you aren't barely many. came Velasquez the first time you see him in a WWE ring. Yep. That's all I'm yep. going to say. Yep. Now, he didn't have to win the title. But no, like but a, it doesn't need to be two... I don't care how bad his knee is, okay? It can't yeah. be two minutes and 15 seconds. 
Right. You, you, yeah, it has to be at least get Black Cage do something productive. At least be somewhat productive instead of him just basically chopping out to Brock Lesnar. I get it. You get Brock. Brock gets his revenge. Okay. Fine. You get Brock get his revenge. At least like have the match for three more minutes or something. Brock didn't even do a suplex. Think about that. Brock Lesnar didn't even do a suplex in this match. That that's how short this was. Anyway, tag team turmoil. The Good Brothers win. I don't. The good bro- yeah, the Good Brothers get it done. Basically, all parties. Oh, really? The main stuff was with the main teams of the real teams involved here. New Day revival. Heavy Viking Raiders and Good Brothers. Huh? Viking Raiders and Good Brothers. Really? Yeah. The the, the, the the last four teams that were involved in this match, they were the real teams here. New Day got the most pins with three. Uh, uh, revival. Uh, made it easy pickings for the OC to, to knock out New Day, which led to the uh, Viking Raiders versus Anderson and Gallows. And it was Anderson and Gallows who get it done. So they got two pins in the match, and they were win. They were the best team in the world. So right. yeah, it, it's really ramped up once the real teams got involved here. Uh, since, Still a two-star uh, special, huh? Still a two-star special. Pretty I felt much. like I wasted 32 minutes. Pretty much. This match, yeah, too many teams were involved here. This match lasted way too long. So, but one thing, one that didn't last way too long was Mansoor and Cesaro. This was a good match. This was a good match. And again, and we talked about this before the show, can we please see Mansoor do stuff here? I get it. You want him to be the ambassador of Saudi Arabia. I get it. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But please let him do stuff here. Dude could actually wrestle. I like him. I like watching him do stuff. Let him, let him be either get involved in 205, go after the, the Cruiserweight title, or, or do something on that. Not mine. I want him to do stuff. I, I want Mansoor to be involved. I really do. Because he, he's got a future. He really, really does. He beat Cesaro with, after a beautiful sunset flip powerball. Cesaro was trying to do a gut wrench from the top of a super gut wrench. And Mansoor returned it into a sunset flip powerbomb. That all but ended the match. And Mansoor then hit a beautiful moonsault to get it done. But this was a very good match from start to finish. If you didn't see this matchup, I would probably go do that. This was a very entertaining match. It really was. Then the twelve million dollar man, Tyson Fury, and Fury was sloppy, horrible, yeah. and gassed. Yeah, he, he looked cooked. He, he was Strowman badly outclassed him in terms of actual skill, which we should expect considering the world that these two are involved. The worlds these two are involved in. Fury's only used to throwing hands as opposed to feet. Strowman badly outclassed him in a lot of ways. It, it seemed like Fury just caught him with a lucky punch. But Strowman simply was trying to get back in the ring, and he had his hands on the ropes. He didn't get his hands up in time to get to get called by a right hand. That's what that's what it sounded like. This was building up the Fury getting a cheap win on Strowman, and then Strowman getting the last word with the power slam. And Fury no sold the power slam. So that, that's really what we got here. Uh, you you missed nothing. If you, if you didn't see this match, you missed nothing. No, you. The didn't. U.S. title match is actually decent between Carrillo and AJ. As, as time goes on, Carrillo's going to get more more spots and more shine, and he'll look perfectly fine doing it. He looked good in this match, too. It's just too much experience from AJ Styles. No, the club didn't get involved. He didn't have to. AJ was able to handle it one-on-one. He finished him with a phenomenal forearm, but this is a good match on both parties. Carrillo, with more time, is going to be able to get it in. He'll be good. He'll be, he'll be very good. He'll be a champion real soon. Now they don't Lacey, forget about him. Yeah, this is true. And one thing I will say about this crowd, pretty much all night, the crowd was actually hot. 
This is actually a pretty good crowd. They they they, they sounded like they're in Saudi Arabia. True. Which like they don't they only get this but once a, once or twice a year. So I, I get that. Understandable. Completely understand it. But they they were hot for a lot of the stuff here. So I'll, I'll give them credit. Natty Lacey, I thought was the they put on a solid match. Nothing too special except for the fact that it was, the moment itself was special. That it was the first time that women were able to fight in Saudi Arabia, which I thought was I thought that was a very nice touch. And these two obviously respect each other and they put on a pretty solid match. But it was Natty to get it done with the sharpshooter. I thought it was a good match. I'm proud of both women involved. No problem. No problem there. Never. The following five tag match was productive. Everyone got their shine. Everyone got their spots in. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a pretty solid match from start to finish. There was really no chicanery from Hogan, Flair, or Jimmy Hart outside of the ring. Ultimately, great counter by uh, Randy Orton to counter a Superman punch uh, into an RKO, which I thought was a dope way to get towards the finish. Uh, we got the, the aerial guys did their things with Ricochet, Ali, and Gable. Uh, do with, with their various uh, out out of the ring uh, moves here. We also ended up getting a Machka kick on the outside from Rusev and Lashley. And they, they finally traded blows, but ultimately the match ended with Reigns getting a spear on Orton. Reigns pinning his other the, the opponent's captain, Randy Orton, for the win for Team Hogan. Before we get to the Universal Championship match, they they played this a couple times. Survivor Series, Raw vs. SmackDown vs. NXT, I love it. I love them putting all three brands up and seeing who's the, who the hardest brand in the company is, even though we all know it's NXT. But it, 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 I love that they're putting it together, that the, the three, that all three brands are actually going to go at it, and I, I'm all for the triple threat shenanigans that are, ha- that are probably going to happen all night long. I want all of it. I want to see all of that. I'm, I'm not a fan of triple, triple threat matches, but I'm a fan of that. <laughs> I guess in this case, I'll accept it. In this case, it's I know they're doing them a lot. It would be overdoing overkill, but I will totally accept it in this case because NXT has been the hottest thing in WWE for three years. So we, I need and probably it may be more than that. So I, I need to let let's see it. Let's see what was happening with Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And we'll get to a whole lot of that on SmackDown uh, this week. Not in the Universal Championship match. You did WWE. You did what you needed to do, but you did it a few weeks late. Um. Yeah. I have no words for this. I have no words for this. Um, this was fucking atrocious again. They didn't learn their lesson from the shitty red lighting. Um, that's true. They didn't need to do that. That's true. I'll give you that. I'll, and I'll, 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 they assassinated Seth's entire arsenal in these two matches. No one's going to be like, oh, oh, Seth's going to win after this, you know. Yeah, way too many curb stops. 100% true. Way too many curb stops. And uh, super catch and knees. Right. Right. They, they basically, you know, they, they kind of Romanized Seth, if you will. They, they kind of Romanized him. How, how Roman had to beat, like, how many spirits did it take Roman to beat Brock or Undertaker? Uh, it, it, they kind of Romanized him. They, they, you do way too much. And he didn't much. even win. He didn't even win. Yeah, that's right. And he, he put him through pyrotechnics and didn't even win. How, how is anybody supposed to beat The Fiend? That's the point, clearly, they're trying to build, make the Fiend unstoppable, but I think they did way too much to damage Seth in the process of making him unstoppable. I get that. Should the Fiend be an unstoppable killing machine? Yes. It should not take eight stops to prove that point. And the pyrotech. It shouldn't take eight stops and the pyrotech to prove that point. Of, this of, match of sucked. The, this was a dud. 
I'm rating this higher than the Hell in Cell match, which I had a negative three stars, but this was a dud. This was dud. This is not Hell in a Cell. This is not Hell in a Cell bad, but this is still very bad. Dud. This this should have been better, and they had that learned from the... Now, what I'm guessing, I think I've lost count of how many, I'm pretty sure it's like 15 curb stomps that Seth has given the Fiend. And he only got a two count once on these curb stomps that, that Seth has given the Fiend over the last uh, month or so. So Can I say commentary wasn't annoying on S- SmackDown this week? <laughs> no, come on. You know oh what? my god, the commentary was so good. <laughs> Phillips, Young, and Amy Matt McAfee. Bravo. Pat McAfee, you were awesome. And McAfee's fire, too. Uh, no, McAfee is, is absolute fire on the microphone. Him, well. him and Renee had such good banner. It was like... Yes. You, honestly, give me those three on SmackDown and put Graves and Cole on Raw. We don't if need Jerry Waller. If you want to get Graves and Cole Southfield, okay. What's up? We don't need Jerry Lawler, even though he was no. on college game day today. No, he's fine on game day. No, I know he was fine on game day. Yeah, I know, he's straight that. I mean, we don't need Jerry the King Lawler on Raw. Yeah, no, it's 100%. And I, I, I like, you know, it's against Big Joseph, because I like Big Joseph. I, I really do like him. Like, if you want to go, like, just keep Graves and, and Cole, and if you want to give him... A third guy, by all means. If you want to give him the other, the other dude that's on Raw, okay, perfectly cool. The old man sucks. It, it, He's the worst version of Byron Saxton. Yeah, I, I'd rather have Byron than, than Madden too. I, I'd agree with that. I, give, give me Carl Graves and, and Byron on Raw, and then give me Renee Phillips and uh, the Pat McAfee. McAfee. Pat McAfee. Mac- I'm all fire. for Pat McAfee. I'm all, I'm all on McAfee, too. McAfee is fire. Aiden English was okay, and then Pat yeah. McAfee. I was listening to a commentary, I'm like, this is what good commentary sounds like. McAfee is gold on a microphone. He really is. Um, Brock collects a check while Paul talks. <laughs> he really does. Moving on. We don't even need to even dissect this. It's Brock collects a check while Paul talks. Moving on. That's that's really that's really all this was. He basically said Brock's going to Raw. That's all that happened. Uh, but we should probably also say there's updates on the uh, on the situation here uh, with Saudi Arabia. Here's WWE's statement on it. The WWE roster is delayed its return from uh, Saudi Arabia after a historic performance at Crown Jewel. This is as of tomorrow. This is as of Friday. More than 175 superstars, production crew, and employees boarded a 747 charter flight back to the U.S. on Thursday after the door closed due to uh, several aircraft problems, including mechanical issues. All passengers sat on the tarmac. For more than six hours. With SmackDown said to emanate from Buffalo, several superstars felt so strongly that they arranged their own separate charters in order to make it back to the U.S. for the show. Due to unforeseen issues, the charter will not land until after the broadcast on Fox. So it landed at 9:30. Kofi got back at 9:30. Yeah, and like uh, Kofi got back. Ali uh, was uh, was vocal on Twitter. So SmackDown show went on. Update happened. Uh, this was Atlas Air who made it happen. A charter. This is an update. This is the statement that they made. A chartered passenger flight operated Atlas Air currently delayed in Saudi Arabia due to a mechanical issue. The flight was scheduled to depart at 3 p.m. a.m. AST on November 1st. 
And our top priority is always to ensure the passengers arrive safely and on time for the destination. The aircraft is being repaired and will be inspected and certified before returning to service to transport our passengers to the final destination. We regret the operational disruptions delayed the flight and apologize to our passengers who were inconvenienced. But latest updates from the story, SmackDown actually handled that. I'm sure they'll be back by then, by Raw, this Monday. No. Now back to SmackDown. 100% agree. Uh, g- yeah, give me Renee Phillips and McAfee. I can roll with that as the as the commentary team for SmackDown. And Grave Saxon and Cole on Raw. Pat McAfee's the legend, the same man who who convinced Mc- Vince McMahon that shorts were cool. <laughs> Yeah, on a WrestleMania broadcast. <laughs> that's a legit story, by the way, too. That is actually impressive. That's actually impressive. All right, so the, the first real thing that happened on SmackDown was Remis, it was um, Bailey and Nikki Cross in what was a pretty good match. Sasha did get involved towards the end, but ultimately it was Bailey who gets it done with a, with a twisting neckbreaker to get it done to, to pin Nikki Cross. With a, a twisting face buster, I should say, to pin Nikki. Bailey didn't celebrate long because before anything could happen, Shayna Baszler uh, got into the ringside area, threw Sasha Banks into the post, and it went straight to work on the women's champion Bailey, giving Bailey a beating on SmackDown with a gut wrench dominated that really culminated with a, a jumping knee to the face, leaving Bailey left laying as Shayna Baszler, Baszler held the NXT Women's Championship up high and really made her made the intentions known. But this was not Friday Night SmackDown. This was Friday Night NXT. You want proof? Here's more. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle confronted Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn, obviously without Shinsuke, to help him out and kind of watch his back, this turned into a two-on-one instantly. As Riddle and and Lee completely destroyed Sami Zayn, there was the uh, a jumping knee to the dumb piece of, of uh, by, by Riddle to Zayn. And then promptly the... Uh, we got the bro, uh, the bro Derek happened, and this was punctuated by Keith Lee doing a, a moonsault from the top rope. A 320-pound man should not be doing moonsaults from the top rope, but Keith Lee is absolutely From the middle amazing. rope. From the middle rope. And I think it's better. <laughs> he did it from the middle rope. That's even better. And it's just Keith Lee is just absolutely amazing. So that's just ridiculous. All right, so Miss TV was supposed to have Bray Wyatt, the now new Universal Champion. Instead, he got Tommaso Ciampa. This turned into some really good heat on the microphone. Uh, and, and it's Miz and Ciampa training barbs. And this turned into a one-on-one between Miz and Ciampa. Ultimately, Ciampa was a bit too much. As he would finish him off with a fairytale ending to get it done. But, again, fighting the NXT continues. Rhea Ripley and Tia Knox. Uh, Tegan Knox ended up handling Fire and Desire. And they handled them relatively smooth. As Ripley does it, does her thing. Uh, Randy and Sonya were kind of sort of unprepared, sure, but they they, they caught a beatdown uh, by the two parties involved here. As uh, Randy Rose tapped out to the Texas close by the inverted Texas core relief by Ripley by uh, Ripley. So good work there. And, and then we, we get have to... the uh, Saudi Arabian propaganda of the week. <laughs> yep, pretty much. As they're trying to tell everybody. Hey, Saudi's not a bad place. Saudi's okay. Saudi's no okay. shit. <laughs> yeah, really. I had to try to drop the promos and try to, try to put on Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. You don't want to bite the hand that feeds. Well, come on now. There's a reason why. There's a reason why a lot of people in the wrestling uh, community call them blood money for. 
There's a reason for that. It, we, 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 see, we know it's see-through. We, we, we get it. We understand. We, we, we understand. know what you're trying to do, though. And then, Daniel, then I'm cold, baby. That is not a miss. He did not misspeak. Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan were in the backstage area. Bryant challenged Cole for the NXT Championship. Cole said it. The Shawn Michaels tease. Can we talk about the Shawn Michaels tease? Yes, 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 yes. The Shawn Michaels tease. The whole segment was fire. The Michaels tease was, was gorgeous. was amazing. Woo! Absolute fire. from the, That segment was brilliantly done. With Michaels and Hunter, and obviously Cole looking up to Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan being trained by Shawn Michaels, uh, all of it was, was was absolute fire. So then we get to the match itself, and the match itself is what what, what more can you say? Let's <laughs> see Cole and Bryan, and a dream match. That I think I don't think I think it's a dream match we never knew we needed between the two of them, and that's what we got. And uh, the match was the match was, was just straight fire. Yes, it was. Ultimately, it was. Ultimately, it was Cole hitting Bryant with pretty much everything in his arsenal to finish the deal. As he hit him with the sweet, he hit him with sweet shit music first, which I thought was I thought that was beautiful. That was that was lovely. And then he hit him with the Panama Sunrise in the last shot to basically get Daniel Bryan stumbling and get the pin and, and win the match to retain the NXT Championship. Cole then promptly swarmed the uh, was swarmed by the, his fellow NXT teammates, and then Triple H made a strong declaration. NXT's coming, and they want all the heat with Raw and SmackDown. Needless to say, this run of Survivor Series is going to be very entertaining. That was the week in WWE, uh, pretty much. This this week was absolute fire going towards uh, Besides Ground Jewel, of course. Except, except for Blood Money 4. Yes, except for Blood Money 4. Which sucked. But not as bad as last year. We can yes, no, they, they actually improved. We actually had one good match this year, so... This is true. This is true. Yeah, they're taking baby steps. Taking baby steps. Taking baby steps. Taking baby steps in Saudi Arabia. Plugs. It's too late to pick college football games. And it's too late to... We still got got something to pick. Uh, The 3.30 games have just started. The the, the line of the week for me, college football-wise, is going to be Georgia. Uh, That game's about about to begin. That game is going to be Georgia for me. I think Georgia covers theirs. I don't think Florida's that good. I really don't. I think Georgia's at least decent. I would say the top four, when the polls drop, and this Thursday, this Tuesday is going to be the first week of the college football playoff poll. I'm going to say LSU. I think Clemson's four. Clemson barely over Penn State. Ohio State, three. I'm going to say Alabama, three. Oh, so you're going to go Alabama, three, Ohio State, two, LSU, one. LSU, one. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Ohio State has a much bigger and better statement win than Alabama, Alabama does. Alabama. And for that matter, Penn State's got better wins. Wow. Penn State's got better wins than both Bama and Clemson. But I think Pedigree's got a lot to do with the uh, with the top twenty-five, uh, with the uh, the podcast, with the uh, the playoff bracket, and how it's gonna go down. Vanity does have a lot to do with it. So Clemson and Bama not getting, not being challenged at all, I think is going to save them and keep them one through and keep them in the in the top four. But Penn State will be no worse than fifth. But as the winner of the Florida Georgia game will be sixth. Yep, that's my top four, four two except flip Ohio State and Alabama. Okay. Um, 
Um, Alabama two, Iowa State three. They're gonna set up for the, like the match of the century, which, which is, is next week. week. Bam, which is uh, Bama versus LSU. And the other big, the secondary main event is gonna be Pittsburgh and uh, Minnesota. And Minnesota. Which I hope game that goes to Minnesota. I actually hope game that goes to Minnesota. I really do. I, I'd rather, I'd rather see them get it. I really would. I think it'd be Memphis was awesome today. Memphis was fire. Yeah, Memphis was live. Memphis was live, and then Jared Kinwala kind of combined the two with actually that college game day today. Uh, obviously, basically the self, not even self proclaimed he kind of the wrestling king of Memphis at worst. But uh, he did his thing in college game today. I thought it was good. So. Yeah, Memphis was live. I hope they go to Minneapolis. I really do. I, I really hope they go to Minneapolis. I'll take Florida the... six and a half, actually. And Ooh, then... okay. We'll pick next week. Next week, um, and then National Football League, the line of the week that I want to choose. I gotta look at him first. Um. Ooh, ooh, Kansas. I'm going to take the Bears. Four and a half. Okay. Ooh. I'm picking against my Eagles here. You get against your boys. But I still think the Eagles win by three. I do kind of. I think the Eagles will win the game. I just don't. I just. I'm just not. I think they cover the four and a half. I really do. I just don't love the Bears' offense. The Bears. The, the lack of offense Chicago has is really what concerns me with that. With uh, with picking that. The one that I'm, I'm rolling with this week, I'm absolutely taking Carolina. I'm taking the Panthers to bounce back against Tennessee. Uh, I just, I think Carolina is, is run CMC and Derrick Henry should have two really good games between the two of them. But I think Carolina's just overall a much better team. So I'm going to go with the Panthers uh, to get it done and cover their line against, I believe it's like, I think, it's, I think it's a touchdown against Tennessee. I can, I'll look at it. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, so basically that's going to be the one I'm going to talk here. That's a three and a half. Oh, give me that all day. That's three and a half. Yeah, I thought that's much smaller than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's currently three and a half. Give me that. I'm taking it out all day. Upset. I'm, the, the upset I'm going to pick this week is actually the Lions. I'm going to pick the Lions. Oakland's two and a half point favorite. I know Vegas is a sign of saying Vegas knows something we don't. But you know what? I'm going to take the Lions. I think the Lions get the upset here. I like the, what, how Detroit's playing. I think on the road, the Lions will find a way to get it done. The Raiders, I think, are pretty good and probably a superstar away. But I'm going to go with the Lions as the upset here this week against Oakland. Okay. Twitter plugs. Twitter.com slash BeastMikes where you can find me. Obviously, I'll be on the sports blitz. Uh, this, uh, this Thursday and Friday, Saturday, I will be actually be producing uh, Penn State Hockey, who's been getting it done so far. Good wins against Wisconsin. Very impressive wins against number seven ranked Wisconsin. Penn State, we were ranked number 12. Well done there by the boys. Getting it done. They will certainly be moving up. This offense can score. It has been the MO over the last three years. Penn State Hockey is looking real good. And they're going to they're gonna reflect that That's in the coming up this week. DJ D. Cooks Wrestle on Twitter. DJ D. Cooks Music. I'm going to start tweeting from that more. As I'm recording Epic Horn Section tomorrow with BJ. And yeah, keep it tuned in on the Social Suplex. We have some great things coming up for you. Yes, yes. As we get closer to Survivor Series weekend, where naturally 
all parties involved are going to step their game up. Plus, um, oh yeah, NXT's uh, not NXT. AEW's pay-per-view next week. Full gear. So, yeah. Full gear Full is gear. next week, baby. Full gear is November 9th. So that's, that's a, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be a, it's a great time for wrestling. It really is, is what we're saying here. So yeah, Social Super Network, Social Super Network keep it locked. Because we, we got you. We got various different clothes and styles that we're going to bring you on this fine network, on this fine podcast network. So keep it locked here. For all, all the all the good stuff we're gonna bring you. For Beast Right, this is DJ D Kooks here. Until next week, we will see you later. <laughs>